exploring the interconnectedness of our emotions, mind, body, and spirit. This podcast is dedicated to individuals who are on the quest to uncover their truth, understanding their genetic and spiritual DNA, and learning how to harness this knowledge to achieve optimal health. But this isn't just another health podcast. The Natural Podcast is here to ignite a spark of hope within you, reminding you of your innate potential for health and healing. You are pure love, capable of living to its fullest potential. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey to achieve optimal health? I'm your host, Mahela, and in today's episode, and today we will explore the fascinating question, does our tendency towards sleeping and waking earlier have a potential causal role in reducing the risk of major depressive disorder? We are going to examine the implications of a sleep study and explore the potential impacts for sleep interventions in managing and preventing depression. Together, we're going to uncover the important role that sleep plays in our mental health, our well-being, and how to optimize our sleep pattern that could help us intervene with depression. As we all know, depression is a huge, 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 huge topic here in Australia. All around the world, depression numbers have gone through the roof here in Australia, specifically in the last few years with everything that's happening. And the thing that we want to do is we want to kind of halt those numbers, even reduce them, which would be amazing. But, you know, <laughs> uh, with everything that's happening, that would be a huge, huge, huge wish. Um, hopefully, we will be able to do that. But if anything, if we can just stop the numbers from growing, that would be amazing. And how do we do that? Uh, we know now you go to your GP and you get prescribed antidepressants. Um, you get prescribed some type of cognitive behavioral, th- um, you know, talk therapy and so forth, which are all beneficial in their own way at different times of what you're going through. And I probably have spoken to you about antidepressants. Um, They have their role. I'm not against anything. Um, I'm open-minded. However, is it the first thing to do as soon as you're diagnosed with depression? No. Is it the last thing to do? No. Does it have a role? For some people, maybe it does. Most people, no. So essentially, what we want to look at is I found this study, and this study has to do with major depressive disorder, which is not just depression. A major depressive disorder, if you look at the, um, if you look at the definition of it, is huge. It's not just I'm feeling sad; it's actual deep depression, and it looked at sleep. So before we get into that study and what the results were, let's talk a little bit about sleep. And you know how much I love talking about sleep. I love sleeping. I love talking about sleep. So have you ever experienced a restless night and then woken up groggy, fatigued, and had an absolutely unproductive day? Well, that's what's not sleeping does to us, right? (laughs) We have all been there. Sleep is not just a luxury or a time for our bodies to rest. It is essentially a component of health and well-being, especially optimal health, right? Sleep is absolutely crucial for not just our physical health, not just our mental health, but also our emotional health. Even being productive at work, sleep is like that little um, key factor that you can um, have a advantage over your competition by sleeping well. So during sleep, what actually happens is our body goes into this thing called repair. And it's kind of like, imagine you're sleeping there and these little, these little 
um, cute little ewes, like mini ewes, little mini ewe cells are going around. Let's fix the lung. Ooh, let's fix um, the gut. Ooh, let's fix the brain. Let's fix this. Let's repair, not fix, like repair. Let's keep it going. Let's w- make it work optimal. And if you're not sleeping, these little mini ewe cells aren't doing this, which is a huge issue. Because think about if you own a home or if you live in a home or have a car, if you leave that one thing, that little crack, that was a little crack, if you leave that for a while, it becomes into a big crack and then your car doesn't work functioning because you can't drive because the windscreen's cracked or your home potentially doesn't have a wall anymore because that crack now is a hole in the wall. <laughs> so that's essentially what happens to us and we need these little mini U's, little cells, repairing themselves. And if you're not sleeping, they're essentially not repairing themselves, right? They repair damaged tissue, they build muscle, strengthen our immune system, and so forth, um, and also help us with illnesses. So sleep plays an absolutely crucial, crucial role in maintaining also optimal health, which has to do with anxiety and depression. If you ask an individual that may have anxiety and depression, how do you sleep? Most of them are going to have issues with sleeping, either not sleeping enough or oversleeping. Yes, oversleeping can potentially be an issue. Um, so sufficient sleep, sufficient, which means the right amount for you, not your partner, not your neighbor, not someone on the podcast who says you need to sleep nine hours or seven hours. It's optimal sleep for you, which can also change during seasons, which can also change depending on what you're doing. If you're more, if you're physically more active, if you're mentally more active, you require more sleep. If you're not so active, you probably require less sleep. So it changes, right? You do have a baseline, but it also changes and adapts. Um, you know, in addition to all these, sufficient sleep helps boost our productivity, our focus, and so forth. Uh, it also impacts our emotional resilience. How we are able to deal with emotions that we're faced with depends also on our sleep. How we can handle stress and anxiety. Because if we don't sleep well, I don't know about you, but irritability is my middle name. <laughs> if I don't get sleep, hello, irritability. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've dealt with that too, right? Increased irritability, mood swings, even difficulty managing emotions. And if you're a business owner, or if you run a family, uh, if you run anything, <laughs> you know, you need your emotions to be on, on point. So it directly influences our daily performance, our productivity, because when we're well-rested, we have a good attention span. We can solve problem-solving amazingly, and we have a reduced ability to making mistakes. I think there was a study that I read that all those big things that occurred in our life, like Chibonal, Chibonal, Bonal, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, the thing that happened, I think it was in Ukraine in 1989, 87? Something like that. Clearly, I'm full of facts right here, right? Um, that was due to a sleep error. Um, in sleep error. The individual didn't have enough sleep. So if you look at a lot of errors that have occurred in our life, it can be brought back to people who don't sleep well. Like Homer, how he falls asleep at work. And it causes that big issue um, with that... You know what I'm talking about, the introduction of The Simpsons when he falls asleep and that little green thing blows things up. Anyway, so essentially sleep impacts us, right? So we also have individuals who are called morning birds and then we have night owls. Morning birds are individuals who like waking up in the morning, have energy in the morning and are most productive in the morning and then go to sleep a bit earlier during the night. 
night owls who are like, oh, morning, I don't want to wake up, and they're groggy, and they don't want to wake up, and they're most productive at night, um, and that's how they work. It's interesting the fact that these individuals that are more likely to be active at night, they're actually really creative. They're, they are our musicians, our writers, our producers, uh, artists, all these creative individuals um, are most likely to be night, night owls, which is quite interesting. But yeah, we have a preference. Um, I know my preference is morning. I'm a morning bird. Um, morning bird? Yeah. <laughs> I like to be awake in the morning and get shit done, right? And at night time, I like to relax, go for a nice little walk and go to bed early. So that's kind of my preference. What's your preference? Morning, night, let me know. Um, so essentially, this study wanted to look at and be like, depending on your preference and depending how you sleep, does it impact the result of depression? Um, really, really interesting. So the timing, the sleep timing can influence mental health and well-being, right? Sleep timing, which refers to a sleep and wake cycle, has a significant influence on mental health and overall health overall well-being, emotional, physical, mental, whatever you want to talk about. And maintaining a consistent and appropriate sleep time, our bodies can regulate this process. It's kind of like a production line. Um, Yes, our body is a production line and we like to work in processes. So if all of a sudden we go to sleep at 10 o'clock at night, right, we usually go to sleep at 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and then it comes like Saturday night, and we're like, woohoo, we're going to party, we're going to go out, and we're not going to bed till 3 a.m. Our body is like, oh my gosh, what is happening? What is she doing to us? What do we do? When do we um, repair the lungs, <laughs> repair the eyes? When do we do that if she's out at night partying? So they kind of go into a little bit of a freak out. Um, So we kind of have to be consistent and give them like a little bit of love and be like, hey, here is a list of what's happening at 10 o'clock I'm going to bed. So you can do those repair and, you know, all those amazing things in my body, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 in the morning consistently because our body likes consistency. So essentially this study, okay, um... So this study was done May 26, 2021, and it looked at sleep timing and the risk of major depressive disorder. The question was, does a tendency towards sleeping and waking earlier have a potential causal role in reducing the risk of major depressive disorder? Interesting question. The findings, um, they actually used 840,000 adults of European ancestry, and they looked at them. That's a lot of individuals. So individuals will say to me, oh, well, you only have three or four people in this study. You have 840,000 individuals in this study. And yes, they are European ancestry. So if you're not European, may have an impact, but definitely this does give us a bit of a base, right? And the conclusion, the results was that in summary, the link between sleep timing and mental health is evident. Beautiful. Consistent, consistent and appropriate sleep timing aligns with our natural circadian rhythm. So I didn't really talk about natural circadian rhythm, but if you know me, I've spoken about it in a lot of other episodes. Circadian rhythm is we're up in the morning and we're asleep at night. It's not night work. It's not being awake when it's dark time. 
dark time <laughs> when it's dark outside. Um, so yes, so consistent and appropriate sleep time in your lines with our natural circadian rhythm, being awake during the light time and asleep at night, um, promoting optimal brain function, emotional well-being and cognitive abilities. Disruption to sleep timing can increase the risk of mood disorders, impairing cognitive function and negatively impacting overall mental health. Boom, there you go. The study here says that individuals who don't align themselves with a natural circadian rhythm where we are awake in the morning when the light is out and we're asleep at night when the moon is out, it's dark, it will impact, has a potential to impact the mental health being especially mood disorders and the mental health, right? So if you or anyone you know suffers from mental health, first line, first line that an individual should say, if someone comes to me, hey, Mahela, I've got depression. Okay, um, how is your sleep? When do you go to sleep? When do you wake up? Most of the time, individuals say, oh, it varies. It's different. It's always different. Every day it's different. That is not consistent. This study literally says to us, consistent and appropriate sleep timing. These individuals are not consistent. It's not just got to do with, um, yes, I do wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night. The thing is, is that has to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, always the same. Look, your body doesn't care if you want to go out clubbing Saturday, Sunday, or be out, or, you know, have a cheeky wine and be out till one, two, three in the morning. Your body wants consistency. If you want to reduce your potential risk of mental health disorders, or if you want to reduce your current mental health um, issues, sleep is the number one thing to look at. Look at your sleep first and then continue and drill into other things, right? So I want to encourage you here to look at your to prioritize healthy sleep habits and consider the impact of sleep timing on your mental well-being, right? So there you have it. Um, this episode is all about your sleep and your mental health. Um, share this with someone who you think may need it. Um, I hope this gives you a little bit of a hope that if you do have depression or if you are prone to depression, you kind of have something to play with now. It's kind of like, cool, I'm going to put a sleep um, routine in. I'm going to go to bed at, I don't know, 10.30 every night. And I'm going to be in bed by 10 and fall asleep by 10.30. And I'm going to wake up at 7, 7.30. Whatever that looks like for you. As long as you're consistent and you are asleep at night time. And look, I do thank all of those individuals that do night shift because we need them. We need those doctors, those nurses, the emergency services individuals to assist us when we are in an emergency and I thank them so much for that but that also does place them at a risk of mental health disorders and I hope that we are able to provide these individuals with the support that they deserve. All of these individuals, if they're a night shift worker, need support from naturopaths, from doctors, from functional medicine, from acupuncturists, from whoever they want to see. They need that support to reduce the risk of mental health issues because we need these individuals to do this for a period of time that they're willing to risk their bodies or risk their mental health for us. And I thank them so much for doing that. Um, put something in place. Uh, so those individuals that have to work at night time, Put something in place. Um, talk to a health professional that's able to give you a plan, a plan of attack, something in place so it reduces your risk. Or if you do have mental health, you're able to work with that individual um, because we need those people. So I'm not here saying, 
oh my gosh, we, you know, everyone should cut out their job and quit and just work during the day because we are working, we are coming to a 24-hour society. But if you are able, if you have the luxury, if you have the luxury to be able to sleep when it's dark at night time, do it. I'm excluding all those people, what is it, in Finland or um, Iceland and up high um, that, you know, in summer have light all the time and in winter are dark. These are exclusions and we can talk about that specifically with individuals. But if you have the luxury of sleeping at night, do it and be consistent at it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Natural Health Podcast and I'll see you in the next episode. Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a Circumstances shall natural podcast, Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the natural podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements, diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the Natural Podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguse nor the publisher of this contact takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in the educational content.